Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. That witch is more than willing to help you kill your stepmother. You're going to steal from her? Welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media of our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jen, happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I just read the description for this. Jenny, happy Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah, thanks. Are you celebrating? I never really celebrated Valentine's Day. I know, I hate it too. Although, because we're all in the house together, we've decided to uh, make a nice dinner. Sure. So I'm making lop creamy lemon lobster pasta. Ooh, yeah. fancy. So I'm going to share, if it's a success, I'll share the recipe in the Mimi Bees. Uh, I'm sure everyone will be like waited with, waiting with bated breath for that one. Yes, Definitely. And I do want to announce that I took Lafayette Beetle to his first obedience class this morning. Oh, thank God. And he was awful. <laughs> he was <laughs> ripping it up, barking at everybody, like oh, freaking God. out. It was crazy. It was oh, crazy. Boy. Mm -hmm. So everyone, we just wanted to announce that we are going to start doing more after school specials or what we call ass. <laughs> <laughs> so in our in our recording calendar. It is listed as ASS, after school oh, special. I mean, you know, on our Patreon. So for $5 a month, you could hear our ass. So I'm not sure what people are paying for on Patreon now. <laughs> so on Patreon, you get two bonus episodes a month, the second and fourth Thursdays of every month. One of those is going to be an after school special or an ass. And one of them will be a blockbuster or something else. Yeah, just to up the stakes a little bit, we're we're picking and making the other person f watch it. So Jenny has picked today's episode, which is ABC After School Special, What Are Friends For? from 1980. Jen, would you like to read the description? <laughs> the description reads, two 12-year-old girls going through a divorce make a pact never to divorce their friendship. A lot of questions there. There's a lot going on in this special. <laughs> Holy shit. Guys, any ABC special that we watch, after school special, will be uh, should be available on YouTube. 
So, because that's where we're watching them. So I'm not getting like a DVD or some shit. Yeah, yeah. I know. I did read that there are DVDs and I'm no, like, I, I don't, don't have, have any no, way to play one. I would have no idea how to play it. Yeah. Okay. All right, Jenny, are we ready? Yes. Okay. We open on some super creepy dolls and weirdo toys. The so can dolls. I just say, can I just say that I saw this part and just picked this episode? <laughs> I didn't even know what else was in it. Can we just say that I should have said trigger warning, creepy dolls. Right from the beginning. There's a pale, like, staring baby. There's a butler stabbing a black man. Did you see that Um, one? I did write, oh, there's a ventriloquist dummy, and then there's some racist stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's really bad. Okay. A young girl with the beautiful name of Amy. Oh, God. Is looking at a picture of a young man. Now, I want to talk about this. He's not that young. Turns out it's a picture of her father. But, Jenny, who does he look like? I don't know. He looks like Job Bluth. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that show. I fucking love that show. Will Arnett? He looks just like him. <laughs> he kind of does. He kind of does. I think it's Will Arnett. That was <laughs> Job. I'm rewatching. That, that is the best series. I'm rewatching it. Oh, it's so good. brilliant. Arrested <laughs> Development, brilliant. So good. Okay. Amy's mother comes in and she takes the picture. Amy, he's still your father. And we learned that they've moved from to Santa Monica from New York. And guys, Amy's upset about this, but this Amy would not be upset about that. Right. Because I love me some California. Okay. Cue the weirdo. We have a weirdo. Wait, to be fair, 12-year-old Amy would have not been okay with that. Correct. Correct. Yes. A weirdo enters Michelle Mudd. Who dresses I, this kid? She's I wanna, dressed like a Chucky doll. I want to get something out of the way right now. <laughs> this actress actually had a really tragic life. Like, she was really sick. She had childhood diabetes. She died when she was, like, 30. Oh so God. we are not making fun of the actress. She's actually a really good actress. She's a great actress. It's yeah. the, character the character that we are going to rip apart. Okay. So I just but wanna... the, actress, the actress is actually really good. She plays, like, a crazy character really well. Yes. Okay. So Michelle Mudd comes in and she is bonkers. She has severe bang, overalls, and a flannel shirt. She's dressed like Chucky. She tells Amy that she's divorced as well. And Amy's like, but wait, I'm not divorced. My mom is. And Mud, I'm just going to call her, I'm going to call her Mud. My name is Mud. Mm-hmm. Mud is like, same difference. Oh, speaking of Mud, did you see the movie Mud with Matthew McConaughey? No. All right, they go into the apartment building's elevator. So they're moving into this new apartment building. So Mud has another apartment in the building. They The two girls go into the building's elevator, and as the doors open... Oh, and Mud has a dog with her. Right, random dog. Mm-hmm. Random that dog. It looks like Jack. Yes, That's like a gray Jack. <laughs> it is like a gray Jack. Um, so as the doors open, there's some snooty girls demanding her dog back. Are they sisters? No. They look alike, That's don't they? Beverly. Oh, you mean are the actresses sisters? I, I, I thought they were supposed to be sisters because they no. look exactly alike. No, but I will tell you this. Are you ready for this? I watched this whole thing. Timmy walks in at the very end and goes, oh, that's Jan from The Office. Amy is Jan from The Office. Oh, my God. I did. Oh, I'm, my God. I'm like the biggest <laughs> Office fan, and I did not recognize her. I would have never recognized her, though. I'm not good at that. Okay. But the minute he saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this girl is not nice. 
And Maud tells Amy because this girl is prejudiced against divorced people. Wow. I wrote here, Michelle Mudd is super confident and weird, and I like her. (laughs) (laughs) Later, Amy is with her mother, and we learn that her father left her for a woman with three kids, and she's pissed about it. Is it clear that what wasn't the Amy's pissed more than the The mother mother doesn't seem pissed? It, it wasn't clear, though, if he, like, cheated on her and left. It wasn't Or clear. if, like, now he just has a family. Like, maybe he met someone later right. and now has a family. Because things seem okay between the mother and father, I'm thinking I... they divorced and then he met somebody. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. too. I mean, the mother got Santa Monica out of this deal. She, True. You know, she, but then again, she got the kids, too. All right. Back in their apartment, the dad calls and Amy tells him he has the wrong number and hangs up. Wow. I was like, is that her father? Like, what What just happened? But before she can hang up, the mother grabs the phone, right? And she starts talking to him. His name's Frank. And turns out, Jen, Frank hasn't been paying his child support. Oh, Frank, you deadbeat. Because it's hard with four kids. Well, no shit. What, what is that? <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't think that was going to be tough? Oh, God. All right. So Amy makes some friends on the beach later. It's the one that has the dog. The dog's name is Sugar Shell? Yeah, I hate it. I hate that name for a dog. Don't ever name a dog that. And these girls, their names are Barbara and Nora. Sugar Shell is the second worst dog name I've ever heard. What's the first? Arlo. I hate you. (laughs) Okay. They make a jab about Michelle Mudd's parents being divorced. Dun, dun, dun. And they invite, invite Amy over, but Amy doesn't seem interested and instead heads over to Michelle Mudd's. Who's meditating in her room on a rainbow comforter. But wait a minute. Before we get there, did you catch the whole, we used to live in your apartment, but we can't say why we moved out? What the no, hell was that about? No. Those girls. No, they what, They said, she said, are you friends with Michelle Mudd? And they said, not anymore, but something happened and we can't say why. No, the dog keeps coming back to that apartment because they used to live in that apartment. Oh my God. And then they switched apartments, and they said, we can't say why, and they never say why, and we don't know what the hell is going on. It was the most random, That's a weird subplot. Terrible writing, terrible editing on this thing. Okay. All right. I did not catch that. All right. Michelle starts talking about her family and says that her dad is a psychiatrist, and he's loaded. And he's got a lot of work here. (laughs) And he's married... Or dating. I think dating. 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 He's dating a girl that she calls Call Me Diane, which is pretty funny. She decides she wants to go shopping. So they get to this, like, I don't know, is it like a a poor man CVS? It's like a, it seemed like a a drugstore at a gas station kind of thing. What were the drugstores called when we were kids? It was a Ray and Derek that was in the mall, right? I think that was a Northeast thing, though. Or what maybe even a Pennsylvania thing. What was it before it was CVS? Well, Ray and Derek was definitely a thing. There was Phase. Remember Phase? I remember Phase. What was the other ones? They were at like a Hills. Remember Hills? Oh, yeah. They were at like a Hills. The department stores were things when we were kids. Like that oh, was yeah. the thing. Yeah. All right. So they're they're at the, the Phase or the Hills or whatever. And she's picking out crazy earrings and she starts like slandering her mom, like basically slut shaming her, saying that she dates around and isn't loyal. They're talking about their date, their mom's dating life. Yeah. 
And then she thinks out loud in the middle of the store about ordering a hit on her father's new girlfriend, Call Me Diane. <laughs> okay. Then, then quick shot to the beach where they're walking down the beach. And Amy's in a bathing suit and Michelle's in full overalls and flannels. Full overalls. And then quick, quick cut back to her room. Yep. Yep. You, I, guys, I have no concept of days here. Is it the same no, day? Is it a different is day? Is it two days? Is it 18 days? I have no we idea. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. There's just day and night. So I'm just going to say day and night. Okay. So now shit's going to get real weird because I guess the next logical step for a kid suffering with separation anxiety from divorced parents is, I don't know. A witch. Like, a witch yeah, like the occult, I guess. So now they're in Mud's bedroom and there's tons of smoke and candles around. They're all red candles. And I'm like, this looks like Jenny's bedroom. Well, and there's also a ton of rainbow stuff. It's really weird. It looks like I, I was trying to think of what it looked like. Like it has that. It is right out of 1980. It has like a well, three I, primary color stripe around the middle of the room. So I have an index card. I don't know where to drop this. <laughs> Is the rainbow a symbol for the LGBTQ plus community at this time? Because like, <laughs> rainbows. And I'm like, okay, like, would, right. was that a thing? Right. Even in California at this time. So yes, but not really. So the rainbow flag was popularized, popularized as the symbol of the gay community by San Francisco artist Gilbert Baker in 1978. So technically, yes. However, it was not widely adopted until 1994. Okay. The original eight designs represented hot, like the original uh, rainbow flag had eight colors. The one today mm -hmm. has six, but originally it was eight. Hot pink represented sexuality, red life, orange healing, yellow the sun, green nature, turquoise art, indigo harmony, and violet soul. So the two that are gone are the hot pink and turquoise, which is sexuality and art. Okay. Let's just get rid of art. Why Much not? like our school system. Let's just get rid of art. <laughs> But I don't think I don't think she's like on the spectrum of LGBTQ, and that's why there's rainbows and don't flannel forget all that over in her. the eighties, rainbows were a big thing. Like we had the whole rainbow bright. I know. Yeah, they yeah. were a thing. Yeah, but that stripe going around her room, I'm like, is that the bisexual flag? It looks, like, but that wasn't it a thing to like looks the 90s. like the Great Space Coaster. Remember that show? Like it's very yeah, it 1980s Olympics or something. Yeah, it's interesting that, that some of that like became flags later. Well, I mean, they all represent things, but like Guys, it's, it's kind of funny that we just used all that stuff in the 80s. It's as, like whatever. bonkers. Okay, Amy asks how Mud plans on offing her stepmother. And Mud says, first, Amy must pledge her loyalty. <laughs> so she makes her pledge her loyalty. And she's like, Jenny, I have a question for you. Did you ever do the blood on blood ceremony? No. I did. Okay. That was, that was I did with a bunch of different people. That wasn't yes, even was. a thing. You were like blood brothers. No, Which reminds me of that. one of my I favorite buried, Bon Jovi songs, Blood on Blood. I buried my menstrual blood in a bottle. Oh, God. That you was more of a thing. So weird. Than, than cutting your... That's not it even It was a, real a thing. thing. We cut our fingers and mixed blood and I don't know. Then I never talked to them again. 
But but Michelle is doing a Tibetan mantra, which is not witchcraft, aka or uh by the way, that is not witchcraft. So she starts saying <laughs> Namaho Ranchkyo. Namaho Ranchkyo. Namaho. That's it. Guys, yeah. this is fucking bonkers. So now Amy's involved in some cult ceremony, and I just wrote, run, Amy, run, run. Michelle's going to burn her motherfucking yeah, house down, too. She's Mud like Carl says that if Amy breaks this promise, she'll die. Like, Amy will die. Yeah. Yeah. You will die Jesus if you break our bond of friendship. Christ. She's like really fucking right. serious, this kid. The next day, Amy comes over, and Mud's mom says that she has a cold. And Mud says she's dying of sleeping sickness. And Amy says, okay, I'm going to go to Barbara Delaney's house now, <laughs> the girl from the beach. I'm going to go to the yeah. real world. So she gets, okay, so Barbara and Nora, remember, are the bitchy girls from before. So Amy heads over there. She's like, I, I just need some normal here. So she gets there boring. and Barbara's all like, oh, Nora's coming over, but we thought you were friends with that weirdo, Michelle Mudd. Glad to see you're not. And then, guys, this is where Barbara starts to intimate that something weird happened with Mudd and she can't talk about it. Right. Now, this is weird. But we never find we never out what find, that is. We never we find never out what find it out. is. And then Amy starts standing up for Michelle and is all like, I'm divorced too, so add me to your list of strange people. Do you remember being in school and like being all like their parents are divorced or they're divorced? I don't remember this. I I definitely was friends my, with people who had divorced parents. Or one had of my parents. very best friends as a child, like in my adolescent, had a divorced parent. I mean, it was not a big deal. Yeah, me too. I, it wasn't even a thing. Yeah. Like we didn't even yeah. talk about no, it or think we about never it. thought about it. Um, later, Mud shows up at Amy's. Now, let's take a minute to process Amy's room, shall we? Yeah, I want to discuss Amy's room because Charlie <laughs> yes! Chaplin and yes! who's and yes! who's the weirdo? Michelle's somehow the weirdo. This girl has Charlie Chaplin and those weird like yep. horse and I clown have, face a clown things. Mask or is it maybe the comedy and tragedy masks? Oh, like or Molly Crew Theater Pain? Mm, could um, be, yeah. yeah. All right, fair. Jen, she could be really into the crew. <laughs> Maybe. I feel like that's probably not true. Yeah, like, how is Amy calling anyone a weirdo? <laughs> then there's a big Charlie Chaplin poster and a weird picture of a dressed-up dog. I don't know what's happening. Charlie Chaplin. I feel like if you looked at the two rooms, you'd be like, Michelle's what the normal one. What 12-year-old is into Charlie Chaplin? Tell me. <laughs> exactly this that's what i mean like what 12 year old in 1980 but i mean was he big in the 20s is that one yes yeah so like maybe you know 12 year old in the 20s or, right? or maybe, maybe even in the 30s, 30s right? right but not in the 80s i mean would a girl be into robert downey jr playing charlie chaplin hell yes meanwhile we spend hours a month talking about somebody from the 1870s <laughs> that's true that's true so, <laughs> listen to us that's charlie true. chaplin he's from the 20s <laughs> that's true and i spend hours a month like lusting over an actor from 1977 <laughs> okay anyway Amy says to Michelle Mudd, you were right about Barbara Delaney. She is prejudiced against divorce people. Amy's <laughs> mother overhears this. I don't know if that's important yet, but uh, I think it's 
it's supposed to show us that Amy's mother's kind of like, what's going on with this Michelle Mudd girl? <laughs> I mean, she had it already a little bit be like, what's going on? With <laughs> okay. So then Jenny, you have to clear this up for me. I wrote Mudd invites Amy to her mother's curiosity shop to see the antique doll or was it not her mother's place? So there's an antique shop that Michelle Mudd's mother works at. Okay. That is an antique shop. Okay. All right. And there's this weird, creepy Elizabeth the First looking like infant doll. It's creepy as fuck. It has teeth. It has, it has teeth. teeth. And it's a Steiner doll. Yep. I didn't look up what that is. But that would have been a nice part. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And I love how Michelle says, okay, enough of your arrested infancy or something. Yes. I thought that was pretty yes. dead on. I yes. thought that was pretty dead on. Well, again, with the writing, who would say that at 12 years old? <laughs> okay, enough with your would arrested totally infancy. Say that. She would totally say that. So she Amy's, has a witch circle in her bedroom. Amy's fawning over this doll. And the minute I hear the doll's worth $5,000, I'm like, that's going to be important. Yes. And we see Mud like listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then Mud takes Amy to a weird occult shop that looks like a cavern. All right. It is a curiosity shop. Oh, that's the curiosity shop. Yeah. And it's like, do you know like museums of oddities? Have you ever Jenny, been to I one? just have this. This is your teenage bedroom. So am I wrong? The, am I wrong? Like, am I like wrong? The, it's like the Muter Museum in Philadelphia. Have you been there? No. There was also one in Brooklyn called the Museum of Oddities, which I was actually going to have an art show at, but then they of closed. Of course. So there are these weird, like, curiosity shops, and they have all these mm-hmm. interesting things, like you can buy human teeth. It's like stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. This is right up your alley. Taxidermy squirrels. <laughs> Mud is doing a chant. Oh, wait, no, I have, there's some weird skulls and witchy shit, and then Mud starts doing a chant 
for her stepmother to disappear. Over a crystal ball. Then she meets a witch and asks to put a whammy on Call Me Diane. The witch is like, oh, yeah, I could do that. Just get me some, get me a piece of Diane's hair or something. Yeah. Okay. She needs her DNA. That witch is really, I'm calling her witch because that's what they call her. That witch is really happy to oblige. Like, yeah, I'll put a spell <laughs> on somebody. Just give me their hair. I just wrote, I love this transactional witch. <laughs> It's like the drive through window of like witchcraft. <laughs> I need six P's. We, do, we don't have enough witches around. We really don't. I could go to a witch about a couple things. Right now I need some shit done. <laughs> Jesus. The girls get home. Okay. Again, the girls get home. I don't know. They were on the beach again. I don't know. They're but on we, the beach again. We don't know. Yeah. So it's still daylight. They get home and Amy has a gift waiting for her from her dad. Yes. So he can't pay child support, but he could send her a doll. It's a weird-ass doll, too. It's a weird-ass doll. Amy said she's sending it back, and her mother yells at her. It doesn't matter. Dad wasn't loyal, Amy says back to the mother. This starts to get weird, this mm-hmm. loyal thing. Mm-hmm. Amy's mother's all like, wait, this is getting out of hand here. What's going on? Well, and I want to know what that shopping experience was for the father. Was he just like, give me the creepiest ass doll that you have? <laughs> like, is it the doll that all the other kids run away from? Give me that doll. And let's talk about like, she doesn't have normal dolls that a 12 year old in the 80s would have. There's like, no I don't see Barbie. Kit. I don't see Cabbage Patch. I don't see any of that. Care Bears? No Care Bears. Where's the Munchie Cheese? Where are they? Well, I don't. were Care Bears and Cabbage Patch Kids out yet? They were more mid-80s. I don't know. This is 1980, don't forget. She should at least have some Hobby Hobby and Raggedy, Holly Hobby and Raggedy Ann shit. She should have so, something. A teddy bear? I don't any, know. Anything besides porcelain. Like creepy ass dolls stabbing each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So... The next day, I think, Amy Mudd's birthday's coming up. Michelle Mudd's birthday's coming up. So Amy goes to the the weird CVS or Ray and Derek or Phaser. I think think it's probably like November because Mudd is clearly a Scorpio. Oh, totally. (laughs) So she's trying to buy weird earrings for Mudd's birthday, but Jen, they're gone. The earrings that Michelle had liked before are gone. The long rhinestone earrings that she's going to wear with a flannel and overalls. What is this kid doing? (laughs) They're gone. And I wrote, we know exactly where they are. Mud totally shoplifted them. Okay, so later, Amy, oh, she also goes to the occult shop and the earrings Michelle liked there are gone as well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yep. How'd you steal the, I wouldn't steal the occult shop. Is she crazy? That witch is more than willing to help you kill your stepmother. You're going to steal from her? Okay. Later, Amy goes home and her mother forces her to write a letter to her father to thank him for the doll. And she writes, Dear Mr. Warner. Harsh. Harsh. (laughs) She writes that she is going to sell the doll and give the money to the poor. Do you remember that, Jenny? Like, when we were growing up, that was such a thing. Like, give money to the poor, give food to the poor, donate to the poor. Like, it was just to the poor. Like, there was this large, homogeneous group of people called the poor. Like, what did that even mean? Oh, yeah, I remember that. What does that even mean? Or starving people. It was starving people or the poor. Yeah, I I don't know. She then wraps up the doll, the creepy doll from her father, and decides she's going to give that to Michelle Mudd. So she's re-gifted. She's re-gifted. 
I wouldn't re-gift Michelle Mott. I'd be terrified of that kid. She's trying to kill her stepmother. <laughs> All right. So Amy goes to Muds to give her the doll. And it, it must be like some kind of birthday party. And Mud isn't there. She's downstairs waiting for her dad. But Mud's mom is there. And she's like, Amy, can you go in Michelle's room and just grab her blue sweater in case she gets chilly? Amy goes in the room, pulls the blue sweater off the bed, and guess what falls out? A box full of stolen earrings. Yep, box full of stolen earrings. Now, I feel like this is a good time to say, I used to be a shoplifter. <laughs> you were. I was. <laughs> I hung out so, with... So, uh, Spencer's, because that's where everyone shoplifted. No, it wasn't Spencer's. It was mm-hmm. Hill's. Oh, my God. They're coming for you. Yep. I used to hang out with not the best influences when I was like 12 or 13. My own Michelle Muds a little bit. <laughs> and two or three times. I mean, we just put earrings right in our pockets and walked out the store. Then, then I was with them at the mall and they stole somebody's purse. <gasps> oh, that's a whole other it's thing. It's a whole new That's level. a whole different thing. What happened is there was four of us and these two were really bad. And we were at the mall and somebody had been, remember the mall had the phone booth banks? Mm -hmm. Somebody had been using one of the phone booths. We went up to then use the phone booth because guys, what we would do is we would go to the mall and wait for the phones to ring because they would be like teenage boys, like 18, 19, 20 year old losers calling the mall, trying to get a hookup with like a 14 or 15 year old girl. It was like early Tinder. It was really bad, probably illegal. Definitely. Okay. So we were just, we were mall rats. We would just, you know, wait. And so these two, the one of them was at one of the banks where the purse was left. She takes everything out of the purse, throws the purse in the garbage can. And then the mall security cop shook us down. Well, was that stealing a purse from someone or is that just not re- not returning it to security? Like, that's different than grabbing someone's purse. No, no, no. Yeah. They didn't purse snatch. I didn't say she purse snatched. I feel like you were implying that. Well, she didn't. She found a purse and stole everything pur- out of it and threw sure. it in the trash. I feel like that's not as bad as grabbing somebody's fucking purse. But then the mall, the mall cops were shaking us down, Jenny. I was terrified they were going to call mom and dad that I stole a purse at the mall. <laughs> oh, God. They would have fucking killed you. So I lied and said I was my friend's sister, and we called her mother. Nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. They would have kicked your ass. They would have killed me. They would have killed yeah. me. So I sympathize. I with- just can I just Can I just get on the record saying I did not answer the phones at the mall? That was a lame thing to do. Oh, we did. We did. Yeah, that was stupid. We were probably 14 or 15. These guys were probably in their 20s. <laughs> No, and they'd be that. like, what's your name? Can we come pick you guys up? And we'd what be like, were you yeah. guys doing though? We were always at the mall with boys or meeting boys there. Or we like were finding usually boys meeting there. boys there. But if if there were no boys to be met, we would wait around for Fozzie and Creature and those guys to call the phones. <laughs> oh, was that what's called? <laughs> oh, the yeah. Phone? oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yep. That explains a lot, actually. So I sympathize with little innocent Amy here getting caught in Michelle Mudd's ring of kleptomania because it happened to me. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. All right. At the birthday party, Mud loves the doll, Jen. And we meet her father and we meet Call Me Diane. Who, first of all, the father is 20 years older than Call Me Diane. Easy. Easy. <laughs> now I have something hilarious to tell you. We know that Mud is working overtime to cast a spell on Call Me Diane to make her disappear, right? Right. Yeah. This was that actress's only credit who 
Call Me Diane, the actress who played her, never appeared her in anything credit. before or after this. Is she dead? Is she dead? I think she's dead. Oh my god. This is it. I looked her up on IMDb. That's fucking creepy. She's just gone. That's weird. Okay. So we don't know. All right. So anyway. (laughs) That's fucking weird. Jen, how not to parent 101. Do not at your kid's birthday party. In front of their friends. In front of their friends. Announce that you are marrying your side piece. Yeah. Yep. But Jen, that's what Mud's father does. He's like, oh, and the worst is he says, this is our present to you. So he didn't even get her anything. This was the present. And he's rich, supposedly. Yeah. The present was, I'm marrying, call me Diane. Oh, my God. Mud no. literally gasps and covers her mouth. <laughs> I know. I thought, I, th- I didn't know. I thought she bit through her lip. I, I thought, thought her head was going to spin out. <laughs> Okay, that night, Amy's mom calls her out on her letter to her father. Like, you didn't have to be that harsh. What the hell's wrong with you? Again, just a little weird side scene, not going anywhere. Right. The next day, Mud is saying she's sick again. Amy knocks on the door. What? Oh. (laughs) She's unhinged. Amy knocks on the door to see if she'd like anything from the library. Mud does not seem like the kind of kid who sits around and reads library books. Well, unless they're on, like, it's a Tibetan Book of the Dead or (laughs) something. Mud from inside the apartment screams, leave me alone, I'm sick. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't been here? <laughs> leave me alone, I'm sick. At the library, Amy runs into Barbara and Nora, and she invites them over to see her doll collection. And when Barbara's like, no, you think I'm prejudiced. I'm not coming over your house. Amy literally chases them down on the street and begs them to come to her house. Yeah, but then Amy was going through this whole, like, why aren't people just loyal? Like kind of talking about her father, but then she goes and yeah, like goes and hangs out with, and I don't think it's because she has other friends, although with Michelle, who knows? I think it's because those people hate Michelle is what the problem is. Yes. Yep. Yep. So she, so they come over and she's showing them her collection and Amy is walking her new friends out later when Barbara asks her if she's still friends with mud. She says, yes, but she's sick. She's always sick. And guess who overhears all of this? <sighs> dun, dun, dun. Psychopath <laughs> Mud is up on the balcony watching all this go down. And Amy, doesn't Amy also say it's always so serious with Michelle? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Mud starts screaming at Amy that she isn't loyal. And I wrote, this kid has real abandonment issues. Oh, my God. Holy shit. So later, Amy's mom is all like, you had fun with Barbara and Nora, right? Right? Go hang out with those normal girls, please. Now, Jenny, I speak mom, and what she's really saying is, you like these normal kids better than that weirdo, right? Like, please, please, please hang out with the normal kids. Okay. (laughs) The next day, Amy shows up at Mud's, and Mud's mother's like, oh, Amy, I'm glad you're feeling better. Michelle was waiting for you to get over your sickness or whatever. Amy's like, what? What? Okay, now. <laughs> the best scene ever. Mimi's buckle in. <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I have no words for this. First of all, she's literally going to burn her house down. And did the mother not see this going on? So Amy walks in. She finds Michelle in her bedroom, but there's a bathroom off of her bedroom. Like it's her private bathroom. As she walks through the bedroom, all the red candles are lit and smoking. 
Yeah. She goes in the bathroom. Michelle is hunched over wearing a cloak in the tub. She has the doll that Michelle or that Amy gave her for her birthday floating in what appears to be blood. Michelle turns around. She has full Gene Simmons makeup on. No, she looks like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> and she has, and there's stuff written in blood on the bathroom walls. Guy. <laughs> and the cloak is like tie-dyed though, which I don't yeah. understand. I, I, <laughs> it's so bonkers. And what does Amy do, Jen? What's her reaction? It's not like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's not to run the other direction, which is what she, she should have done. on her shoplifting. Oh my God. Yeah, like call this kid out on shoplifting. I would call she's her doing, out on she's her doing a death half. spell. <laughs> she's doing a death spell. And then did you notice there's a weird like vignette on the lens? Like what no. that's the thing that has the black, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. it's so weird. I don't know why they're shooting it like this. I don't know why you think she looks like Marilyn Manson. She looks like I'm sorry, <laughs> Paul Stanley. She has the one thing over the eye. What <laughs> she's doing. Yeah. But she kind of has like hair that's like <laughs> it's so crazy, guys. She is floating this doll in a, like, I wrote, oh, my God, is she having a blood sacrifice in the tub? If and finally. We, if we walked in and that was a real baby, I would probably not be surprised. And then Amy said she's never talking to her again because she's using the doll that she didn't want for an ancient witchcraft death spell. Who hasn't been in that situation? <laughs> I just wrote, Amy is Mother Debbie Dunn with this witchy weirdo, and she storms out. <laughs> Right. Like it's one of those things where you're and I'm sure everyone has experienced this where there's like the normal like coming of age things right like okay you got caught shoplifting with your friends like you know like there's all these things you you, you got prank called all this stuff but then there's those moments where you're like this is not a normal part of, of aging and that would be this crazy blood spell in the bathroom yeah. this has this, she has kicked it up a notch <laughs> yeah, you're like this is this is no mm -mm. we're in a different place so the next day, Jen, Amy is on the beach with Barbara and Nora, and they spot Mud. She's on the beach, but wearing her full set of overalls and flannel shirt again. Yep. So everyone else is in very short bathing suits, normal, appropriate bathing suits. Michelle, again, dressed like Chucky. She <laughs> She's starts, crying in her overalls She on the starts beach. crying and apologizing to Amy, saying she just wanted to cast a spell on Diane, and she thought Amy would understand. She's like, I was just trying to kill my stepmom. What is the big deal? Okay. All right. Later, <laughs> we see Amy back. So so Amy must forgive her. I guess. Because then we see them back at the doll shop fawning over No, them. wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a scene before that, though, where Amy's mom is on the phone and Amy walks in. And the mom was just about to, she's telling the father yes, about yes. Amy's friends. And she was just about to say, like, what the deal is with mud and and we don't get to hear that and yes. i'm like i want to hear what she was gonna call her yes you're right her. you're right so then they're at the uh doll shop fawning over the the creepy doll mud drags her to the drugstore the one that she shoplifted from and suddenly the clerk recognizes them and she's mm -hmm. like those are the girls who've been shoplifting so she calls over what I'm calling the poor man's Vic Mackey from The Shield, Michael Chiklis, <laughs> Chiklis, over to confront the girls. And he tries, but he, like, fails to catch them red-handed. Right, right, right. It turns, out, them. it turns out it's because Mud slipped the stolen earrings into Amy's back pocket. 
Well, she's made Amy her shoplifting mule. Yep. Her rhinestone earring mule. Yep. <laughs> and Amy's appalled. They get outside and Amy's like appalled. And she says she must return them, Jen, because she could have gone to jail. So does this Amy also have fear of wrongful imprisonment? I, I really do have that fear. Okay. So they get into a big fight and Amy tells her she can't be her friend anymore. Again. And Michelle's screaming down the street, you promised Amy Warner. Yep. And now I wrote, now Mud has to go home and do a blood spell on Amy. You know that's what's coming next. Back in Amy's room. Oh, wait, there's a sewing machine in here, too. Like, she likes to collect dolls and sew. Um, why? She's just laying there staring at a doll. Like, you're just as weird, Amy, I hate to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amy's mother makes her go to... Okay, so Amy's mother's leaving, and she's like, come down and walk me to the car. Okay, whatever. Why would you make your 12-year-old walk you to the car? Are you scared? I don't know. Yeah, weird. So then once they leave, we see Mud with a package. We know it's the $5,000 doll. We know this. I, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know, know what the fuck it was. I Is it someone with the head cut off? Is it like, I didn't know what she was going to do. And we hear ominous music and she breaks into Amy's apartment. And Amy sees her mother off and then comes back in. Now, Amy does all the wrong things. Here. Oh my God. All the wrong things. Oh my God. She never fucking watched a horror movie. Nope. The door is open. Clearly somebody broke into your apartment. You don't go in, walk around quietly and say, hey, is anyone, anyone here? here? Holy shit. I was <sighs> freaking out. Christ. I was too. In her bedroom, she finds the $5,000 doll with the note that says, please be my friend. She immediately, like, the mother comes back up because she forgot something. And Amy's like, she forgot her purse. I who know. forgets her purse? And Amy's like, mom, sit down. We got to talk. Like, Amy, by this point, is like, I'm in too deep. <laughs> All right. Cut to the beach with Barbara and Nora, and they see they see Mud's dad driving by. So help is on the way, Jen, because he's a psychiatrist. Oh, my God. Later, Amy approaches the house, and we see Mud getting in her dad's car with, car with all of her belongings. She's going to live with her dad now. And I just wrote, she's moving in with her dad. She's going to like legit murder her stepmom. Oh my God. If I were like call me Diane, I'd be like. Engagement's off. Getting a PFA. Yeah. All right. So Mud tells Amy, hey, I got my own shrink now because of my problem. Full time. And inpatient. she's like, I might not see you for a long time because I'm going to school in England or something she's like going that. going to an asylum. And uh then she's like, well, not really. I'm going to school in like, where does she say? Like Rosita or something. <laughs> they exchange items back that they gave each other in the satanic friendship ritual. And Michelle says, I guess we're getting a divorce. And Amy says, bing, light bulb. I guess it's best sometimes that people separate. Mm -hmm. This is so lame. So Amy goes home and is all sad. And she says she understands now that divorce is sometimes necessary. She just wishes it didn't hurt so much. And then she goes to her room whips out the picture of Joe Bluth and starts looking at it. <laughs> she now understands divorce because she had a crazy Satan worshiping friend. <laughs> now I want to talk. We, we know now where Amy gets her taste because we okay. go back out. The mother is sitting at the kitchen table, typing something. She's a copywriter for an advertising company. Typing on a fucking typewriter. Yes. Remember that? Shit? She's surrounded by cat statues <gasps> and a gigantic Saison poster behind her. I did see that. That was bad. Not framed. Oh, you, what adult just puts a poster Thank on the you. wall? Thank you. Thank you. I'm saying to Timmy, if you are over the age of 20, you better have everything, every poster framed in your house. I'll give you 25. 
Sure, 25. All right, Amy picks up the phone and calls her father. End of movie. From a landline. Ooh, end of movie. Jen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I picked this. I literally had no idea about the Satan worshiping when I picked it. <laughs> I just picked it on the crazy doll opening. Jen, at, like, oh. at the end of every after school special, we need to try to figure out what they were trying to teach us. What were they trying to teach us here? I think they were trying to teach us that if you aren't going to be loyal, Marilyn Manson is going to cast a revenge spell on your ass. <laughs> I, I'm honestly at a loss. I was thinking, are they trying to destigmatize divorce? This isn't helping because it's if divorce kids act it's like helping. this. It's not helping. Like, I don't, I don't know what they were trying to teach us. I'm trying to think of, in 1980, I was three, so that wouldn't work. But if I watch this as, say, eight, nine, ten years old, what am I learning from this? I think it's trying to teach you that sometimes divorce is okay. Oh, maybe. Because okay. that's what Amy learns, right? Yeah. Like, she like divorce is the worst thing that ever happened. What a people... crazy path to go down. Like, we're going to make this kid a Satan worshiper? This feels like something I would have written in, like, middle school. <laughs> Oh my God, guys, this was my childhood. Like Jenny dragging me into a room with satanic shit and, you know, it's crazy. I wasn't a Satanist because that was Christian. You were not a Satanist, correct. We, we've we at least established that. All right, Jenny, at the end of every episode, we look back on the material, on the ass. <laughs> on the ass. And think about a lesson or a scar or something we took from... Now, all of these, most of these, we do not remember in their retiring. So it's going to be on the rewatch. Like, can we connect this material to why the fuck Gen X acts the way we do about certain things? We don't know. So we try to finish the sentence, Gen X, this is why. Jenny, what is your why for this bizarre episode? This is why I'm glad our parents waited until we were in our 20s to get divorced. I would have 100% turned out to be Michelle if they did this 10 years earlier. (laughs) Yeah, you might have. You might have. <laughs> I could see that. I could see it happening. But don't you think there were downfalls to getting divorced in there when we were in our 20s? Oh, of course. Different one. Yeah. Different problem. Yeah. Different set of problems. But like that, you know, that was a thing when we were kids. Although I feel like, you know, I had a lot of, I had a couple friends that were raised by single parents that, single mothers specifically, that, um, it, Although that wasn't a big deal, it was also a big thing for people to stay together for their kids. Like that was Huge. a thing. Yes. They did. Yep. And God, I, I hope we're not doing that still. Cause it's I mean, it was fine, but our parents, I think, didn't have a bad situation. Like if you have a bad situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to get out of it. Like yeah. that, uh, you don't stay with that. But the you whole know, people did that all the time. They just were like, stay together for the kids. The whole staying together for the kids drives me insane. But, but I will say this, a lot of people do it because they just have no choice. We have such terrible safety nets in place in this country. Financially, they can't do it. Most of the time, it's an economic decision. Yeah. Most of the time. Especially if you want to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. What choice do you have there? Well, one of the things during this pandemic that we're seeing is just utter outrage about childcare and support. Because, like, we're seeing women having to leave the workforce. Yeah brunt of course is on yep. women to take care of kids during this pandemic mm-hmm. and like, we're just lay bare is like how not supported 
single parents are especially, but parents in general, but especially single parents. Like childcare is a disaster in this country. I don't think I speak for everyone here when I say this, but I know I speak for some of my friends. When we were halfway through this pandemic, we were like, oh, fuck, Bernie Sanders was right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There is like there I, I knew Bernie there. was right about a lot of things, but wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Jenny. My why is this is why you need to pay more attention to your kids. This kid <laughs> was throwing up flags left and right and left. <laughs> Literally and right. setting the house on fire and, almost. And her mother and her father were oblivious yeah. to this. Totally. And her father's a fucking psychiatrist. But I have to say, is that a, do you think that's an 80s thing? Like, I feel like parents are just, and, and again, speaking as a non-parent, it seems like parents are just more tuned in to what their kids are doing now. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. I, I think, too, it could be a privilege thing. You know what I mean? Like, I am privileged enough to not have to work 12 hours a day that I could be... Yeah. In tune with my kids and be That's around true. them a lot and pay attention yeah. to them. A lot of parents don't have that choice. Yeah. So they're, you know, their kids are kind of solitary and, you know, here's, here's what I wrote though. I wrote, why wasn't this mother tuned in? We see her in the apartment several times. So it's not like she's working yeah, to the, the bone at the, the, the Satan circles going on. Right. She's not working to the bone at the doll shop. Like we see her in the apartment several times. Yeah, like she's there. She doesn't yeah. smell the smoke from all these candles. <laughs> and I wrote that a kid will always tell you they're in pain. Sometimes it's not with words, but as a parent, it is your job to listen and hear it. Well, and the faking sick every week. She, yes. And the mother knows it. Yes. She says like every time she goes out with her father, she gets sick. Well, that, no, she doesn't. Like right. that's clearly not what's happening right. here. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like a kid will tell you they are in pain. You just have to figure out what that language looks like. And there are so many missteps here. Like this kid, <laughs> even though she was hilarious, I felt that, like she needed help. Yeah, definitely. She's yeah. getting it at the end with her dad, thankfully. Thank God. But yeah. it's like, oh my God, how... Uh... See, and that's another thing they're sending us, a message they're sending us in the 80s is... You know, there is something wrong with children of divorce. Yeah. That's what I feel like they're saying. And that's not right. Well. Like Barbara and Nora are perfectly normal and they're from we the don't two know parent that. families. That's how they're that. portrayed. Yeah. But also I think that I don't like they're not portraying it as like the divorced, like there's something defective about divorced kids, but I think maybe that's how they're portraying it, but like what the message should be is like divorce does affect children. Period. Yes. yes. Like it's not going to not affect. But why them. couldn't like Barbara? Why couldn't her parents be divorced and she was like okay and well adjusted? Right. Like you know, Amy. I mean? But it, my question is: Amy supposed to be well adjusted? <laughs> well, Amy's just going through it. Right. Like it would have been nice if Barbara's parents were divorced and she was like, oh, my parents are divorced too. Like it'll be okay. You know, yeah, like, like that. I'm fine. Yeah. Like a message of reassurance. Like the, she, the choices are not weird doll collector or Wiccan or <laughs> not Wiccan <laughs> or Satanist, whatever <laughs> Michelle what Watt is. Like there's just not a, a measured. Well, I think the other thing, I think the other weird message here though, as a kid who is kind of weird 
Like just because you're odd doesn't mean you have mental struggles either. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like that behavior, like, okay, her behavior is a little outrageous. <laughs> so she's trying to kill her stepmom. But like, you know what I mean? Just because you're interested in odd things doesn't mean that you're necessarily struggling. Right. Like those two things aren't absolutely linked. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. All right, Jen, what do we have coming up next? I don't know. This was more draining than I thought it was going to oh, be. Oh, what we have coming up next is my pick. Oh, you have your pick. I have okay. it. Let me pull it up so I get it get it right. Okay. Um. So, Jenny, normally this is where you tell everyone what's coming up next. But since it's my pick for the next after school special, it's my turn. I'm going to announce okay. it on this episode. Our next after school special, we are going to do a stoned <laughs> with Scott <laughs> Bayo. Mm-hmm. Jack, <laughs> I knew you were pick that. Jack is a motivated high school student who smokes cannabis for the first time and falls in with a fast crowd. Will he wake up and realize <laughs> what he's doing with his future before it's too late? Wait, how is the fast crowd the stoners? <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. <laughs> True. <laughs> and I'm reading from the movie poster. Jack thinks smoking pot is the answer to all his problems. Jack Mellon is a good student, one of the best in his class. He's shy, has no friends, and can't talk to girls. Getting high seems to get him friends, but it also gets him into deep trouble. If you smoke pot, know somebody who does, or just want to understand what it's all about, don't miss this very important show starring Scott Bayo of Happy Days. I kind of can't wait to see this because our views on weed have changed so dramatically. Like, I can't. Culturally, yes. Culturally, yeah. I mean. I always thought it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> but like yep. culturally we're we're more accepting of of it. And you know, I mean it's legal in a lot of places now. So, so that it'll be interesting to watch this. So that'll be out on Patreon in March, correct? That's our March be, pick. That will be March twenty fifth. Yes. Amy's ass pick. Amy's ass pick. All right, guys. So thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Hi everyone, Amy here. If you'd like to support our podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen. To send us an email or connect with us on social, please visit us at genxthisisy.com. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.